You are listening to I Hate Average podcast featuring Jay from the Bronx. What's going on, people? What's going on? I'm back. Um, thanks for your patience. We recording this a little later. I've been kind of under the weather. You probably can still hear it in my voice. Been uh, I don't want to say sick. I'll say under the weather. But um, yeah, I'm back at it. Uh, got another great interview. Um, last week was great. It was cool. Thank you, Miss Dawn Day, for that great episode. Great insight. A lot of positive information. Been getting some cool feedback. Um, <clears throat> this week is no different. We're gonna have a, we have a another cool guest. Um, her story is pretty interesting. Her name is G from Very G TV. Um, I don't want to you know get into it because the story uh, speaks for itself. But um, thank you, Dawn Day, for last week. Thank you guys for being patient. Thank you guys for all your support. Um, at the end of the show, I'm going. To, I got a little favor or, or just a little opportunity for you guys to support the show a little bit more um, financially. How about that? <laughs> so um, thank you guys for everything. And here is my interview with G from Very G TV. This is this is this is interesting. You got to get hear it. All right, everyone. I have here with me. G from Very G TV. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Um, so I, I found you on social media. I forget how I ran across you. But I just felt, you know, you seem to have a story. Of, I, I kind of was compelled by some of the things you were doing. So um, can you just tell me your story, how you got started with, um, you know, being a, a – uh, an activist for the LGBTQ community and also being a black woman and a Jamaican woman. So can you just tell me your story, how you got started with that? Yeah, most definitely. Well, I, I like to tell people that for many years I couldn't live openly. Um, okay. The culture I come from, yeah, I couldn't. Uh, I was very fearful. So when I say couldn't, I, I wasn't um, in a position where I felt comfortable to do it. Um, I'm from Jamaica where... Um, Pretty much most people still think that it's wrong to be gay, and people who are gay are supposed to live in the closet, um, not openly. And even though I've been in the United States for many, many years, I still like felt much of that myself. So, um, so I had a long time of um, not feeling comfortable being gay at all. I was uh, actually, um, like many people in Jamaica, I, I, was even, I was even homophobic. Like, I really believed it was wrong. And after many years of, of pretty much like having to really deal with that and having to come to ter- terms with being a lesbian, being in a gay community, um, I decided that I would be openly gay, which is very big, um, yeah, a big is. deal for <laughs> Jamaican culture. It's a big deal. And I'll also tell you that I was, I was married to a man and we had kids and we had wow. kids. And Are yeah, you? so I was in a heterosexual marriage, Jamaican man, kids, everything. And he, he's amazing. I always like to acknowledge him because he helped me a lot to decide okay. to live my life. So um, so major part of my journey is just really having to be with accepting it's okay to be gay and accepting myself as gay. Um, so, yeah, so once I came out to be openly uh, a member of the LGBT community, I just was propelled to, to really be an activist. Wow. Okay, great. So I find that interesting. So... 
let's say uh, on your wedding night, you had no inkling in your mind, like you just, did you know that you this is the route you're going to do forever? Or did you, you know, maybe figure one day you'll just be honest with yourself? You know, it's interesting because um, I got married very young. I was 23 years old when I got married. And I married okay. uh, the man who I had known for, I think, nine or ten years we had dated. And one thing I talk to people who are gay in Jamaica is that you don't actually see gay couples. You don't see. There's, like, no example. Um, okay. But when I was growing up in Kingston, so I didn't imagine it to think, like, now you see gay couples and people who are women and men, uh, you know, having children, adopting children, having families, blended families. In Jamaica, okay. I didn't see anything. I knew one person, my parents' friend, they said that she was a lesbian. I never saw her with somebody. So I didn't see it as any part of my life that I would be gay. So this was beyond my imagination. So it's like wow. saying to somebody, 40 years ago, you're black. Would you imagine being a black president? And most people would be like, of course not. So it was like <laughs> that for me. I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't see an example. I, didn't, I wouldn't even have thought of it as a possibility. Okay. So, yes. You you became an activist. Basically, you felt the need to, I guess, to help other women like you out. Basically, to help exactly. women. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I felt that what really drove me and, and really motivated me was that I felt very alone when I was going through my journey and challenges in terms of being uh, realizing that I love women and being gay or being a lesbian, being queer, whichever word we want to use. And okay. so I felt that once I was ready to be open, that I would share my life. As if you look okay. at my, my social media space is very GTV, I am yeah. very gay. I share it because I didn't see that, <laughs> and I feel like it would make such a big difference in people's lives. And people are always yeah. messaging me to say, hey, thank you so much. And even today, 2016, the, the LGBT community in Jamaica is doing much better, but it's still tremendous challenges. Like you can't walk down the street holding hands if you're – in a, in a, in a um, same-sex relationship or anything like that. So it's still wow. very challenging. So, yes, I became an advocate pretty much like um, I just wanted to be able to be somebody to be a part of bringing change and bringing equality. And um, part of what I do also is uh, I have this event called Thou Art Woman. And okay. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you about that. Okay, yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought that there was a void for, like, events for women that were, I love parties and parties are great, but there's something different from a party. There's an open mic night, it's poetry, it's art, and it's just really a beautiful event of very diverse LGBTQ women and allies. Okay. So it's not just for, for uh, LGBTQ women, it's just for women who just want that support. Just... Well, it's, it's celebrating LGBTQ women and, and anybody who wants to be a part of that. So Lots of women who are not in the community, they're allies in some way, or men who are allies, come on okay. and, and go on open mic and support it. We have okay. sponsors, community sponsors, that are not necessarily LGBTQ, but they support the event. So it's, right. it's actually, it's, uh, we started in 2014, and it's been thriving, which is great. So that's a form of advocacy that's not like literally, you know, like trying to pass a law, but it's like creating a space. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I just find it interesting because, it's basically your life took like a real like 180. So you went from being heterosexually and married, and now you brand yourself as very G, very gay TV. That's just <laughs> that was so cool. So how did you how did you feel like when you decided you wanted to be an advocate and you wanted to brand yourself and you wanted to blog and write and create events? How did you come up with you know that brand? 
Well, that's, a, that's actually a great question. Um, I feel like it was it just kind of like a calling. Um, okay. I, I was sharing myself more and more. People, I saw that there was a void. Lots of things that I've done in my life is filling a void. So I didn't really see okay. a lot of Jamaicans who are openly gay sharing stories. We have probably 10 uh, openly gay Jamaicans who are very public. And wow. I felt like, I, yeah, it's very few of us. And I just really wanted to share. And one day, it just came on me. Came, my, my first name starts with G, too. So that was helpful. And then, um, so and my nickname is G, and G gay. So it kind of like, <laughs> in my mind one day, it was like, very G TV. And the TV is a play on visibility, because what happens is that the culture I'm from wants us to be invisible. So of um, I've, I've now contradicted that and, and, and said, hey, no, we don't need to be invisible. We need to actually be visible. So, so that's the play on the TV. So it's pretty much saying, hey, I'm, I want to be open. I want to share my life. And I want people to feel comfortable to be themselves. And also I feel like it's more likely for pe- people to be tolerant because when you're invisible, it's easy to hate an invisible person. You don't know yeah. that's your sister, your cousin, or your neighbor. But when you realize, hey, gee, that's her. That's my friend. I like her. She's cool. She's great. And she's gay. Like, oh, man, I don't really need to hate gay people. So when you, when you pretty much like can, can know that there are people right there, that you care about uh, who are gay, it makes a big difference. So, yeah, so that's part of me just feeling like, and especially because since I lived for years where I felt I couldn't live this life, I felt like once I I got to the point that I was able to be open, that I would be very open to help others be able to be open and others to be tolerant as well. Uh, So when you, when they initially, you know, came out, did you receive support from, like, surprising places like did you have friends who would say you know i kind of had those same feelings too but i wasn't as brave as you did you you know have many stories like that i had so much variations of coming up stories because it's like i think anybody who's gay would say you you come out over a series of years because you might come out to like your siblings or your parents long before you come out to maybe your friends and your, your your you know colleagues at work or whatever um, okay. I, most, some people I told her that they were shocked because I was married to a man. Some were like, <laughs> my best friend from college, she was like, I knew. She knew from like 20 years wow. ago. She's like, oh, my wow. gosh, I still knew. And um, I'm trying to think, did anybody say they were as well? I'm sure that at least one person said they, they were. But I had it, the experience where when I started posting the first woman I was dating publicly, putting it on social media, I had okay. someone who's Jamaican message me to say, hey, um, you know, you and your friend look like a couple. And I said, we are. I just didn't say it, but we were in images. And she's like, wow, I'm a lesbian, and she's Jamaican, and we started to talk. And for her, she actually had two Facebook pages, one that where she could be her, herself, meaning openly wow. gay, and the other where she was in a Jamaican circle of friends and family. Wow, where she was right. So crazy. she was living a full <laughs> double life, not just in real life, double life but and social media. Social media, wow. And that's social crazy. media, yes. I mean, it's unfortunate. But, yeah, so there are people who, like, when they tell my life, said, hey, I'm living that, I'm living that, but can't necessarily live it, live it as fully as I am. And I, was, I also add, if I was in Jamaica, I couldn't really live the way I am because Jamaica is still not tolerant. So it's, it's, it's more dangerous. But living, I live in the States, in America, I'm yeah. much more able to live and feel, even though we have homophobia here as well, I don't feel like my life is threatened, you know? So do you, so you don't really travel back to Jamaica as often? I actually do. I'm going to Jamaica, uh, I'm going to Jamaica next month, actually. So um, it's something that I, when I go, I go probably once a year, that I have to be You're aware. You're just aware, of, yeah, yeah. Be, okay. Yes, I'm wise. And I, I present, you can see I present 
uh, mostly masculine. So it, it does. If I was more feminine, it would be a little safer. But because okay. I feel more masculine, it's like some people, will, as they see me, think, "Oh my gosh, that's a lesbian." But I yeah, went last yeah. year October, and I was actually fine. So I hope the same for this trip that I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course, of course. I hope the same also. But um, so you still don't see the turning point in uh, Jamaica, not really. Well, you know, I see some, um, with, in terms of the advocacy there, the LGBTQ community, I see them being much more active. They had their first Pride last year, this year's second Pride, and I look at it on IG, some on Facebook. Uh, there's an organization, JFLAG, they have, and then there's another organi- organization, um, QCJ. So there's two major organizations down there, and I see, them, I see the community there really doing a lot more. No. Does the country on a whole, is it more accepting? I don't know if the mainstream is, but I think people, the more they see people and they see people acknowledging themselves, that it is shifting, but I think that Jamaica has a long, long way to go, like a really long way to go. Wow. Um, yeah. So what what is some, can you talk about more about the uh, Dow Women event? Like what, is, what are oh, some sure. of the things that you, so, you've seen? Yeah, so like I was saying earlier, so, so for Dow Women, uh, we've traditionally had it in an art gallery, so there's actually literally art in the space. And okay. I usually hire, based on um, getting sponsorship, we hire um, professional spoken word artists, professional performers to perform. And then what is really what makes it very unique is that any person who feels moved that evening or prior can let me know that they want to perform. So it ends up being this really... Uh, beautiful evening of people sharing their stories. It might be in song. Like last, we had one in July, one woman who's Haitian sang a song in French. We had a lady okay. who played the drum. We had um, people, a lot of poetry. So, and we had a, a man who said um, his parents, his mom said to him, now this man is probably in his 30s or 40s. He remembers when he was a little boy, his parents, his mom told him, that she was gay, and so is his dad. Wow. So connected to us, yes. So it, it's a space where, like, so much people can connect, you know. My brother, yeah. who is an ally, has performed several times as well. Um, okay. He's done poetry, he's done readings. So it's just a really, I mean, if you're ever in South Florida, you've got to come to it because it's just <laughs> a really unique space. And sharing our souls and our stories and also a non-judgmental space because lots of times when people perform, you have an energy sometimes where like, oh, my God, this person thinks they can sing or this person thinks they're good. And it's like, no, everybody who comes to this mic is amazing. Everybody who comes to yeah, this mic. You just come to express your yourself, yeah. Come to express yourself. So no judgment about how good you are. It doesn't matter if you read your poem or if you've memorized it. It doesn't matter if you, you know, so we're really just a just really beautiful space. So um, I had it about twice a year. and now just moving to four times a year. Um, okay. My next one is November 4th in South Florida. There's an IG space for the art woman as well, so um, people okay. can visit it there. Mm-hmm. And if you request on Facebook, you can re- request to join the art woman group. You can do that as well. Okay. That's been growing, cool. and we just got a grant from Broward County, the county uh, in Florida where I live and have the event. That's where Fort Lauderdale is. Just got a grant okay. to help with helping it grow. Wow. Uh, that's great. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's amazing to see how, you know, your life basically changed when you just started to be honest with yourself and open with yourself and just expressing who you really was and all these different doors started opening for you. It's amazing. I would have, 
it's it's ironic because uh, Jay, I'll tell you, when I was not open again, I thought the scariest thing would be to be open again. And I felt like, I mean, I was really, like, really trying to live secretly for the years. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I was enjoying my marriage. I was married to great guys. I enjoying my children. I have two wonderful sons. So I was enjoying my life, but there's a part of me that just was, like, just not able to live myself fully. And then it's so amazing to me that now that I am, that it's really, it's amazing. And then I'm impacting others by, I also volunteer for the Human Rights Campaign, HRC, and that's the okay. largest LGBT organization in, in America. And I've gotten the opportunity to do great work. We've gone to Capitol Hill and lobbied for LGBT equality um, legislation. This is like between the art woman and volunteering and, and Vergy TV, just been able to really like have a great impact in the community. And so, I feel it's ironic and I'm relieved that it's actually, I would have never imagined it would be such a good experience to be myself. Wow. And think you could still been, I mean, it's not a, a bad notion. Of course, there's nothing wrong with marriage, but you could have no. still been, you know, married to a man and still, you know, kind of been sealed and, and still having secrets in your own in your own head. So, mm-hmm. it, Yeah, I which guess, in the end is really, it's challenging. It's very challenging. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine, but I kind of been, you know, trying to to speak to people about, you know, I'm, of course, not everything is about sexually, but just being brave. Period about even starting businesses and or or, you know, you having ideas for different creative projects. And people always, like you said, you think about the fear part, but you don't think about the uh, the doors that it'll open or the the places it'll take mm-hmm. you. Right. Amazing. Yeah, I, I never in my wildest dreams would I imagine that, one, I would really be able to live openly, and then, two, once I lived openly, I would have this such a great experience. Like, I'm blogging. If you go to verigtv.com, yeah. I'm blogging about what it's like to be Jamaican, descent, and be gay, and the different experiences that I've had. And, and, and so and I'm getting great feedback. Some people message me. People comment, but overall, people are saying, "Wow!" Because it's so few of us um, who are really open. We have Stacey, Stacey Ann Chin. Um, she lives in New York, and she writes. She's written a novel, and she performs. Diana King. Okay. She's a, a reggae fusion artist. Uh, we have Kat CHR. She's a, also like I said, a Jamaican alternative artist. So, and um, that's for women. Probably a few other. Oh, we have Angeline Jackson. Actually, Barack Obama, when he went to Jamaica about two years ago, he acknowledged her. She's an activist wow. in Jamaica. So there's a hand. There's really a handful of people who are like really um, putting themselves out there and advocating from the Jamaican community. And I know in Jamaica itself, there's a lot of people working there, you know, in the trenches. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. in in different organizations. But it's still just a handful of us. They're changing so, hearts and minds. Before you started Very GTV, was you writing already, or writing was just a, a, a way you wanted to express yourself with what you was going through? You know, I've always been a writer of some sort, but I hadn't been blogging. So okay. I'm just from like just I've written articles for years, so I just hadn't written like blogging, and I hadn't written really about my life. Um, okay. So, um, but I'm working on a book, which is very very challenging. But um, I decided a couple of years ago that. I really need to write my whole story and, and share share the whole story and feel that will be like a great impact for many people as well. Um, I don't I don't want to I try to I don't want to offend you I don't want to 
I know my boundaries, but when did you know yourself you was gay before you came out to other people, before you told your husband or when did you know yourself yeah. I'm it's, I'm more uh, attracted to women? Yeah, I mean I had some hints during my childhood and teenage years, but I think because I didn't see it as an example, like I said earlier, I didn't imagine it to be real, like that's who I could be. So I would say I was a newlywed. I was in my young 20s when, I mean, it was just like so clear to me as like no matter what I did, I love women. And the first Uh person I came out to, well, I always say the first person I came out to was myself because I had to like really acknowledge like for myself before I told anybody else that I love women. And it was really very difficult. And then the second person I came out to was my husband. And that was also very difficult, but it was a relief to be able to say it out loud to somebody else. And from from there, little by little, I shared with like my brother, my sister, my parents, my closest cousins, my closest friends. And at some point I just said I was living pretty much a double life and I was exhausted. And I remember Uh. deciding that I'm just going to live as one person and I'm going to be completely and utterly openly gay. And it just was, I had a lot of people who said, oh, my God, you don't have to let people know. You don't have to let. And I'm like, what do you mean? I want to live my life. Just like heterosexual <laughs> couples get to live their life and live sure. openly. I want to live openly, too. So it's been uh, in some ways challenging. Like I said, some people challenge me on it. Um, but it's, it's worth it because I feel just great being my full authentic self. That's true. All right. So let's say, let's take you back to, let's say your first uh, breakup when you became a lesbian. Your first breakup, where you, you know you was in a relationship with a woman, and you and you guys break up. Did you second guess yourself, or did you still know that this is what you was? No, I I knew. I would say a breakup was would be like specific to that woman, and not uh-huh. not regarding, not impacting whether or not I love women. It was like, well, that did not work out. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't want to hold you up all night. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, your story is compelling. I hope people look you up on Very GTV and see the various things you're getting into. Um, it, it's, it's compelling. I can't wait for your book to come out. Oh, thank you so much. Well, thanks for inviting me. I was really excited when I saw you reach out to me based on seeing me on IG, Instagram, and uh, commend you on doing the show. I look forward to hearing it and um, hearing from anybody who wants to ask me questions or invite me. Anything to share or wants to advocate as well for this community, reach out to me. Thank you so much, Jay. All right. All right. Have a good night. I told you guys. I told you. I told you. Phenomenal story. Crazy story. Um, It's just crazy how life can take you um, once you're honest with yourself and you, you... you go after the path you feel necessary. Um, of course, everybody's not going <laughs> to, you know, reveal a different type of sexuality, but other people have, you know, passions in business or passions in creativity and things that they want to do, but they let fear stop them. So I've actually been writing about that on my uh, website, um, AverageJ.com, just speaking about fear and, and um, different things that hinder our success. And... Um, this woman, gee, she was she was living as a as a wife, a housewife. She had kids. She had a husband. You know, great life wasn't anything wrong with it, but she knew that this wasn't her path, and she she went after the path. She was honest with herself and honest with the people around her, and um, she decided to go down the path that she always felt was hers. 
So um, it's just something I wanted to tell, a story I wanted to tell. Um, once I heard about it and I was exposed to her, um, it's a story I wanted to tell on this show. And not because of, you know, of her lifestyle change, but just because to speak about bravery, speak about um, where things could take you once you, <coughs> how life could just dramatically change once you, you're pursuing your natural passions, pursuing your, 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 I don't, I don't know how else to explain it, but your path, everyone has a specific path that they're chosen to, to take and, and you know, once you're on that path, I think the universe or, or God takes you and blows your life up in, to a phenomenal way. So, um, I'm actually trying to, you know, pursue my passion as public speaking. Um, I think that's something that is necessary for me. I think that's something that I've always been exposed to. Um, and it's something that I'm, I'm trying to go down. So, I'm doing this show, speaking to you guys, I've um, been, you know, trying to find different avenues or, or speaking to crowds just to expose myself because I think that's the path that I'm, I'm chosen to take in of public speaking. So it's just, I want people to, to consider, you know, what what's your passion? What's your path? And what's stopping you from, from, um, from pursuing it? She let fear, she let, <coughs> for a couple of years, she let fear stop her. She let uh, homophobia stop her. She let her culture stop her because it wasn't something she was exposed to. But, you know, once she was honest with herself and, and you know, just took the leap and her life changed. And I think it's a lot of people, including me, that it's things that we should just take leaps in. That's what... This show is about that's what um, the stories I want to expose of people taking the leap. Um, last week we spoke with Dawn Day. She took the leap and you know actually changed her coast. She lived on the East Coast and moved to the West Coast. This woman she changed her she changed her path and she went from being a housewife mom to uh, being a, a advocate for homosexuality. From for Jamaica and also the United States, so um, life is interesting and it's different types of stories. This is not, I hate average podcasts. This is not an average podcast. It's not an average story, and I want you guys to be exposed to different things. And uh, I appreciate your support. As you could tell, I'm not feeling too great, so <coughs> my energy is a little down. I apologize for that, but I wanted to get this show out. Thank you guys for your support. Also, check out the website, AverageJ.com. AverageJ.com. Um, check me out on social media. I hate AverageJAY. On Twitter, Snapchat, um, Instagram is I hate Average Podcast. All spelled out. Um, also, check out, I got a t shirt campaign. I has only have one shirt right now, one uh, style shirt right now. But um, we're going to be having a couple other different styles within the next couple of weeks. So check out the page at Teespring, T-E-E-S-P-R-I-N-G dot com slash A-V-G-J-A-Y. Once again, Teespring dot com slash A-V-G-J-A-Y. 
basically short for average J. But <coughs> um, I got <laughs> this style is kind of cool. It says women love jerks. Just to ask my wife. Um, I thought that was a humorous slogan. So let's check that out. Support. Uh, it's not an expensive shirt. I'm going to have other styles that uh, just keep checking up on it the next couple of weeks. And uh, thank you guys. I apologize for shortening this up because my I'm not feeling too great. But next week I'm going to be back. I'm going to take some Benadryls and, and all of that. And I'll be back at 100% next Monday. So thank you guys for listening and uh, talk to you guys next week.